0: What's going on, guys? It is Ed Soper. My name is Ryan Duarte, and, and this is East Bay Benchwarmers, guys. Thank you guys for joining us. We got a great show today. Ed, why don't you break it down for us?
1: Uh, episode 3, third Time's a Charm. Today we are doing the NHL trade deadline. We're doing our playoff predictions. We are throwing out, obviously, Cal State East Bay Sports. We have an interview on the NFL Combine. And then we're starting a new segment, the Obscure Sport of the Week. I won't spoil that, but we have... A couple of good ones lined up. We have one this week and one next week that we are super excited to talk about. I hope uh, you're gonna get some laughs. If you aren't already, follow us on the Mixler app at Cal State you're not? That's CSUEB Live. CSU East Bay Live is Instagram. Uh, at East Bay Live on the Mixler app, you can actually chat with us during the show. I'm gonna have the chat on my phone today, so if you have any questions as we're talking, shoot them to us, and Brian and I will give you our takes on it.
0: We will be listening in. So, guys, if you guys are available, please do, you know, give us a little critique, you know, give us a little question, whatever you guys want to hear. That being said, man, you want to head right into it? I mean, give me what you got. All right, let's get it. So, we're going to go right into our reactions from the NHL trade deadline that did end yesterday on Monday. Um, Ed, some primary thoughts, man. What what did you think of everything? I know when we talked to you, you kind of said it was a little slow at first. Why um, was that? Well, see, uh, I, like a lot
1: of people, I get my, a lot of my news from uh, from Instagram, uh, especially my sports news. Um, I find that the NHL app and the MLB app and all that stuff, like, they, they kind of wait for it to be, like, actually confirmed, confirmed, and, like, that's all fine and good. But I like to be on the cutting edge of everything. So shout out to at hockey coverage on Instagram. <laughs> Shameless plug. That's my hockey news guy um it's
0: it's always the smaller sites that really get you going man
1: yeah transaction underscore M O B, uh sports news daily uh, all sports updates. I think is the other one they they do a really good job and, and their formats are they're looking good
0: so let's look at this man NHL um honestly I think one of the most intriguing uh things I am a Sharks fan um my guy Gustav Gustav to the Sharks, like I, I, I did not expect that to be honest. I think the Sharks are a decent team, um, a little bit more than decent, obviously. Uh, that that's you know half serious. Um, but man, like I, I would think they needed a little more help on the defensive end, uh, at least for that third and fourth line. Um, what do you think, man? Like that's that's pretty shocking to me. I
1: mean, I, they definitely could have used another defenseman, uh, just because of the injuries that they have had. Vlasic's been banged up a little bit. Eric Carlson's hopefully coming back in a couple games. But I think Nyquist actually fits perfectly there. They did need a little bit of help with scoring, um, and it allows the uh, the second and third lines to be a little bit more gritty uh, while still having the score with Gustav Nyquist. They they expect him to slot onto the third line uh, with Hurdle and I believe Donskoy yep. was the other one on that line. Yep. Um, I think it's a good pickup. I, I can't poke any holes in it per se. Um, you know, Obviously, we're going to get to see what he looks like in a Sharks uniform. I think it's going to be nice to uh, – it's gonna be a nice addition i i think he might actually go and sign their long term and the sharks definitely have the cap to do that
0: yep i agree i agree um now how about mark stone man golden knights and they're gonna, from the oh, senators and
1: they're gonna lock him up and i in the vegas golden knights i mean they played it so well with that expansion draft and their first year they, they didn't spend a ton of money they took a lot of uh a lot of picks from a lot of teams they they took a lot of deals you know they, the the deal from uh from florida was that they had to pick jonathan marsh or so, who was one of their leading scorers And they also got Riley Smith, who was struggling after being traded from Boston, but now he is also one of their leading scorers. So uh, they obviously know something that we didn't know going into their first ever season. Um, They got Max Pacioretty for Thomas Tatar um, from Montreal. So that was another great trade. I mean, not that Tatar's not playing well. Pacioretty's playing pretty well himself. Um, And then now you get Mark Stone, and they extended him. It was was a pretty long contract, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, I I think four years. Four years, yeah, that's not
1: bad at all. I mean, for a guy like, for a guy like Mark Stone, for that that you know is on a team that he doesn't, not that he doesn't want to play there, but you know he's not super happy with just kind of going through the motions. Obviously, Senators are not gonna make the playoffs. Um, it, it's nice to see him go play for a team that's gonna compete.
0: That's good, man. So. I'm looking at these transactions. Um
1: Ooh, ooh, hold on, hold on. Eight year extension for Mark Stone.
0: Eight years? Eight oh, years. Double from what I thought. Oh at seventy six mil. All right. Go get your money, Mark Stone. Mark Stone, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights. Uh they're they're in good they're in good position, man. Something about those uh up and coming, you know, franchises, you know? Yeah.
1: I can't wait to see oh when Seattle joins the league. Oh, it's, it's gonna,
0: gonna it's gonna be great, man. It's gonna be great. So kinda kinda looking at all this, um there, there was a lot going on yesterday, for sure. Mm-hmm. A lot of good transactions. Um, who do you think was your biggest winner? Um,
1: my from, biggest from winner, I, I have a couple. Um, I, I think my absolute biggest winner, and it's, it's going to come as a bit of a shock, um, my biggest winner is the Carolina Hurricanes, and they didn't make a single trade. However, they didn't need to. Uh, they're currently in a wild-card spot, but we, they don't know that they're going to make the playoffs, so it, it, you know, they played it a little safe. They didn't add anything. Their roster is good to get them at least into the first round, potentially. But they also know that there's a chance that they're you know, they're being chased by Philly and Pittsburgh, two teams that have playoff pedigree. You know, I, I think it's smart that they didn't do too much. You know, maybe could have seen like a like a minor addition, but I like that they kind of stood with where they were at. They didn't lose their prospects, they didn't jeopardize their future to try to make a push now, especially with how good Tampa Bay is. You know, it I'm not saying they don't stand a chance, but it's gonna be significantly harder to get deep in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I mean fourth fourth in their division. Um, you know, they're they're in a solid spot right now, I think. Um so I, I don't. I kind of agree with you. I didn't think they needed to make any more transitions than uh, transactions that they needed to. But they're in a good position, man. Who they're you got, Solid.
1: Who do you have for your your
0: biggest winner this this uh, trade deadline? Man, to be honest, let me think. I think I think Wayne Simmons. Wayne Simmons. Wayne Simmons. It wasn't any team. I, I think Wayne really needed a change of scenery. Um, you know, we kind of talked about it last week you know, 30 years old, 31 years old, um, coming off hip surgery. Um, I really don't think that where he was was where he needed to be. Um, I think a change of scenery will be great for him. Um, What do you think? I think both teams actually, I think that was one of the more even trades um,
1: that happened this week, this weekend rather, um, because the Flyers got Ryan Hartman and, you know, he's he's bounced around a little bit. He's kind of become a journeyman in his very short NHL career. uh, But the guy's legit he's gonna be a stud and fitting into an already pretty scary philadelphia lineup really making a playoff push maybe next year when carter hart has a full season under his belt i I think they they definitely got one of the best returns that that any team got this weekend
0: now there is always one opposite end of the spectrum who do you think the biggest loser is for uh, this trade deadline (laughs) biggest losers uh gotta be the dallas stars for me
1: um they you know they overpaid for a guy like ben lovejoy um I guess I have two, two, win, two well, I guess I have another winner, but we'll we'll go into that in a second. Uh yeah, definitely a big loss for Dallas. They traded for Matt Zuccarello and you're like, okay, they get a good a good forward, you know, but nothing but solid for the New York Rangers, have some playoff experience. This guy's gonna kill it in Dallas. Very first game he dresses out four weeks. Injury. <laughs> that's that's always tough, man. Injuries yeah. injuries are the worst, you know. Yeah, and, and they didn't do too much outside of that. So
0: yeah, it it was a little painful for me to see. Because I do like Matt Zuccarello, but who do you got for your loser? My loser, um, I'm going to go with the Panthers, you know. Uh, Panthers are not a great team, but, you know, uh, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, you know. And, you know, they they dumped some assets. Um, They got some assets as well. You know, Riley Sheehan, uh, some second-round picks, two-fourths. I don't see a lot there, to be honest. There's not a lot that really screams, like, you know, the future's bright. But I, I think they'll be okay in the long
1: run we're about to go to break but i do want to go give a quick uh shout out to my grandma's a huge penguins fan and i also have them among my biggest losers um they traded tanner pearson for eric branson a swap of one goon for another i don't know i mean it helps them on the back end i guess but if you're listening graham and i know you are the penguins suck all right we're gonna head to a quick musical break we'll be back in 60 seconds <laughs>
2: keep your soul on my conscience It was a temptation like data right. decision never mind never mind discussion to love I baby That's wifey now That's, that's wifey now Hey, Cause if they had what we had, they would never trade places. we got a good, thing, got a good thing. No, your girls ain't being supportive. But I'm my neighbor's family, and we all right mm-hmm. in North Oakland. Baby girl, what do they know about you or me? How could they see the truth when they roll in the deeds? All they want you to do is to get rid of me. But I know together we can overcome anything the way a man plus the law of the land is the hating criticize what we can't understand and i'm gonna pick you campaign paint on photoshop for the grant i don't stick to the plan i'm a difficult man that's why the friends see the ring to blame. Put on your hand. Want to treat it like a Now yet, I'm a fan. When I hit the wall, to a am full. So I could Japan. you gon' be on stage with me like you part of the band. And I promise I'm going to keep you at the top like a garnish. Keep it fresh for you like a vest. We'll let the market at the last for you. Want the best for you like I'm Java. Girl, I stress for you like a man's student is a college. Keep it honest. I'm emotional provider. So I ain't got a minute to be tripping off your partners. I ain't got a second to sit and break in the cars. Because I really want to do my best. So My response was play the fives and tape
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. So in case you guys just joined us, you are listening to East Bay Live on Mixler.com. You are currently tuning into East Bay Benchwarmers. Uh, So real quick, our social media for Twitter is at East Bay Live. Same thing. Well, actually, Instagram is CSU East Bay Live. So if you guys want to tune into our other shows, we got a great lineup for you guys, um, you know, coming up Tuesdays and Thursdays. Make sure you guys tune in, man. Really support. You know, these are all students uh, backing us up. The booth is all students right here. Shout out the booth, good job guys. Um, that being said, we're gonna go right into our next topic, uh, NHL playoff predictions. So Ed, uh, we kind of talked about you know trade deadline, uh, where teams stand. Where do you think um, that you know this is the this is the final part of the season really? I think like 20 games left if anything. So who, who's who's making a push? Who's not? What do you think? Uh, so right
1: now, uh, I'm going to start with my teams. Uh, we'll start with the East because, you know, save the best for last. West Coast, Best Coast, all that good stuff. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, Shameless plug to California. Um, right now in the playoffs, we have, uh, you know, this is the leading, the top three of the divisions. We have the Lightning, the Bruins, and the Maple Leafs of the Atlantic. We have the Islanders, kind of shocking, um, the Capitals and the Jackets in the Metropolitan. And then we have the Canadians and the Hurricanes currently holding wild card spots. Uh, although Pittsburgh is tied with Carolina. I think they make a push. I mean, with Sidney Crosby, of Evgeny Malkin, Matt Murray, it's kind of hard to see them not making a playoff spot. I mean... That would be intriguing to see. Especially definitely. when just winning back-to-back Cups recently. Um, uh, Buffalo, 66 points, could make a push. They didn't do a ton at the deadline. They kind of sold off a couple of pieces they knew they weren't going to use. Um, and then, really, my, my last one that I think really has a, a chance would be Philly, but they would need a, another pretty good run like they had around the time Carter Hart came up. What do you got
0: in the east so i i do believe in the flyers to be honest um i think you said it perfectly earlier um philly got a good return in the wade and simmons trade uh, i think it was good for all parties involved uh, i can see them making a push they've been playing great hockey as of late um rounding out you know in that division everyone's pretty close with 73 72 72 points all blue jackets hurricanes and penguins included um, really, Philly just needs a, a winning uh, a winning streak, and you know, two of those three teams to really just kind of kind of fall apart. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I can't really poke any holes in that. They definitely need more
1: scoring, especially from the top. Uh, Captain Claude Drew needs to step up. Um, Jacob Voracek's got the A on his chest. He needs to kind of earn that a little bit. He's been a little slow for my liking. Uh, although they did look pretty good outside of that, kind of a little bit arguably dirty. Uh, Wayne Simmons check in the uh, in the uh, stadium series out in Philly. Arguably, um, you say. I say arguably because when I first watched it, I was like, oh, Dumoulin's just being a wuss. And then I saw, okay, he got shouldered in the head. Right. Maybe not. Uh, at first glance, it didn't look so bad. And then slow-mo, it, yeah, it, okay, it was dirty. It was a dirty hit.
0: I think I think slow-mo kind of makes that, you know, an inevitability, though. You know, it always kind of looks a lot worse than, you know, it might be.
1: You know? Yeah, but I, I kind of like it because, you know, it gives you the look like, okay, you know, I thought it was shoulder-to-shoulder. But then, you know, I, look again. Oh, okay, he hit him in the jaw with his shoulder. Maybe he's not overreacting. Maybe
0: you know maybe he has a right to be upset yeah maybe he has a right to be sitting there holding his face but um for me for the for the rest of the conference um you know i i i really think the sabers can make a push um canadians are playing great hockey right now uh i don't see the maple leaves you know and bruins falling apart anytime soon go bruins um go bruins man um but I, i think it's i think it's solid for all teams around um you know, the Metropolitan Division is honestly a lot more intriguing than um, than the Atlantic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but, but but we'll see where it rounds up. All right, let's move on to the Western Conference. Um, I mean, obviously,
1: in the Pacific, you know, the Flames, 85 points, the Sharks, 82 points. Flames um, are playing incredible right now. The man. next best team is, is 79, and, and they lead their division. That's Nashville. Um, so, obviously, the Sharks and the Flames are going to be there. Um, the Golden Knights are currently uh, from their next division opponent it looks like they're about six points ahead of Arizona at the moment um Nashville Winnipeg St. Louis I mean St. Louis a lot of teams a lot of people didn't think would make it especially with the poor start of their season um so who in the Western Conference actually would you, would you say has the most
0: the best chance to fall off and the best chance to sneak in you know just looking at this the the tight that there's a tight race for a playoff spot for sure for the, for at least the the wild card um I could see the wild sneaking in. I don't think it's gonna I don't think it's gonna happen I could see it happening um Avalanche I don't think really you know have what it takes uh stars are a great team I think they I don't know man if I really had to choose one I'd say the wild in the uh in the central division I think you know they've been playing decent lately uh, as far as the Pacific division goes I'm really looking at the Canucks man the people people just sleep on the Canucks every time I'm sleeping on the Canucks and honestly you know they, they don't have the greatest team anymore you know they were really taking charge 2012 2013 but things change you know you never know it's think crazier things have happened for sure for sure right now we, i mean we do have dallas and minnesota currently
1: occupying those wild card spots um i think the team that has the best potential to fall out unfortunately is i mean minnesota is the lowest of the playoff teams, 66 points um i think probably dallas has the best chance just because they are a little banged up right now that injured Dezucarello didn't help um the goaltending has been pretty good this year but other than that they haven't really you know they haven't shown the offense that they I mean are capable of with Sagan and Jamie Benn on the same line which is kind of scary as it is but my Pacific team to watch out for and and they didn't do anything at the deadline but I think they could just just sneak in their three points out right now is the Arizona Coyotes um a couple of pretty decent young goaltenders uh maybe Darcy Kemper's not so young but anti-ranta's in there um you know Clayton Keller coming up taking over where Shane Doan kind of left off leading that team uh, I guess Ekman Larson is the captain but I I think if they keep up they're in a, an above average run and and we see the collapse of Dallas like I think we're gonna see
0: I think Arizona can make the playoffs and it, it's been a while since they've been in there it's been a while man I, I could see it happening um you know I have a soft spot for Vancouver but you know uh that, that I don't know man Arizona teams that's just it's it's a personal thing you know it's not that I it's not that I don't
1: think vancouver is, is talented i i just think that they they didn't do enough at the deadline i mean they they traded good they got rid really of good branson they got tanner pearson i mean it, it's trading a hat for a different hat of the same color really um one you know except for, the only difference is pearson's a forward good branson's a fenceman they're both really gritty uh the goaltending is just not there uh thatcher demko is at least another year maybe a year and a half away from being nhl ready um as DePietro showed again in his nhl debut against the sharks he's not nhl ready going to be at least two or three years on him in my opinion Um, Markstrom's been a subpar starting option I mean like the offense is there and the defense is all right it's just the
0: goaltending that's really holding them back they should have been in on Bobrovsky in my opinion you know I will say um, just as a Sharks fan seeing Anaheim and LA at the bottom of the division makes you know makes me shed a happy tear I don't know about you but uh
1: and I think the Kings kind of I don't know they 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 blew it at the deadline. They didn't sell off as many pieces as they, as they would have liked to, but, um, but I, think we have our, I think we're kind of at a general consensus of who's going to be in, who's going to be out. Um, so I know
0: next we do have an interview.
1: You want to explain that a little bit more, Ryan? So
0: yeah, so I sat down with a good buddy of mine. His name is Patrick Feltz. He's an NFL expert as far as they come, uh, you know. So we, we did have a little interview with him. I asked him a lot about the combine, uh, the NFL combine, which starts today and what to expect basically so while the booth gets that ready and uh, until i get a thumbs up uh, i'm happy you guys are joining us again you guys are tuning in to east bay live um east bay bench warmers on mixler.com all right guys thanks for joining us today we have a special guest today patrick felt how are you doing pat i'm good how are you i'm doing well man um so let's get right into (laughs) it all right we're gonna talk combine nfl combine so i know you are one of the most knowledgeable, knowledgeable people I know when it comes to football. And, uh, since we are talking about the combine, what do you think is something really underrated when you're evaluating these prospects? And what do you think is something on the other side that's a little overrated that people
3: shouldn't worry about? Well, I think it depends on the positions that you're evaluating. Cause I mean, the offensive line, you're not going to really care what their 40 time is. Um, but going back to the question, I think one of the most underrated parts about evaluating the players at the combine isn't what they do on the field. It's the stuff they do off the field in the classrooms when, they, when the front office members get to sit down and actually evaluate the personalities and the way these guys think and the way their, their football mind is. And that's something that you don't really see because it's not, it's not publicized. But that's where a lot of people get either moved up or moved down draft boards. It's not really the results they put on the, the, the tape. So, yeah.
0: All right then. Um, you know, kind of going off that. Um, when you're looking at these individual talents, um, obviously some stand out more than others. But who do you think is going to be the biggest surprise for your for you uh,
3: at the combine? Um, the one guy I'm really looking to see who's going to have the strong combine or not. Which I mean, everything on tape shows that he should be a physical freak. Is a uh, DK Metcalf out of uh, Ole Miss, the wide receiver. The guy is a physical freak. Like it, he's he could be playing defensive end if he wanted to, but he's playing wide receiver, and um, I I'm, I'm excited to see if he actually lives up to the hype, or if he can, uh, or if he can just replicate. The things that are, are being said about him in the pre-draft process because he's he's a guy that he got hurt a lot um when he was when he was playing so it was always just this kind of perception that oh when he goes to the nfl he's still going to be one of the one of the better prospects but there's there's a lot more guys that were more productive at the position One of the guys that's more productive that no one's talking about is a guy named Hakeem Butler from Iowa State. The guy is literally Calvin Johnson 2.0. He's 6'6", 225 pounds. I'm I'm excited to see what he does at the combine um, because his tape is ridiculous. He catches everything in his vicinity. He's throwing defenders off him. He's running clean, crisp routes. But he played at Iowa State, so no one really knows about him. Um, Another guy that we're always kind of talking about in this year's pre-draft process is Kyler Murray. I, I'm interested to see if he runs the 40, um, just to verify that he's probably the fastest player in the draft. Um, I'm interested to see how he performs with the, the throwing um, drills. And also I'm interested to see what they measure his height at, because he's listed at 5'10", 5'11", on their, uh, on their official website. Right. He might not even be 5'9". You know, he's, he's a... he's going to be the shortest quarterback ever drafted if, if he gets drafted in the first round. So uh, I'm interested to see how, how those guys perform just to kind of get get a better handle on their just pure athleticism and, and their measurables. So. And speaking of measurables, you know, that I, obviously that's a huge part of the combine, you
0: know, not just the film, but, you know, how people um, perform through the combine. Who do you think is going to really gain the most from a really strong combine this year? Gained the
3: most, um, I'm going to go with someone that no one really knows about because um, he didn't play at a big school, but his name is Nasir Adderley, safety from Delaware. Um, measurably, he's he's one of the elite prospects at the position. I mean, he, there's no difference with his measurables than any of the guys coming out of Alabama or LSU or any of those type of, of schools. Um, his tape is better than all those guys cause he is playing against smaller, smaller school, um, talent, but I I'm interested to see if he can put himself at a, at a higher echelon of the other, uh, like basically if he separates himself from the other, um, safety prospects, because his tape is the best out of any safety prospect in the class. His tape is far and away the best and he also he, he balled out at the senior bowl. He was named the defensive captain before the game because the first practice I heard he got a pick six and, and basically had John Gruden going nuts. Um, and I'm I'm I i i do not think if, if he if he has a just a decent combine, I don't think he goes past the Raiders at twenty four or twenty seven. I, I, I don't think that he'll he'll be a second round, third round player, which is kinda unique for a guy that no one knew about before the senior bowl. Uh, but if he has a, a strong combine, I think he's really going to elevate his his status. So that sounds great, man. Well,
0: Pat, I just wanted to thank you for joining us. Nice um, I know me. you're a busy man, so I appreciate you you know taking the time. And uh, I am a Niners fan, so I won't wish luck to the Raiders. But I will, uh, <laughs> I will hope they they don't screw it up. man. So thanks again, Pat. Um, and thank you everyone for listening.
3: Awesome.)
2: I'm the luckiest man alive on the planet. It won't be to my advantage if I take your love for granted. No, beauty fades, but attraction stays. I love the way you walk and talk, how you enunciate with perfect manners. But still a fan of rap, music again my Oakland grammar. So now I plan to have a full house, won't you, girl? I'm talking DJ and Michelle Tanner, living in the crib with a high ceiling, size of Wayne Manor. Spending holidays in Colorado, playing Secret Santa, fly back to SFO for New Year's and extended family. Yeah, cause you're the baddest girl I've ever seen. Longevity is in your changing.
0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are tuned in to East Bay Benchwarmers on East Bay Live through the Mixler app. Uh, I didn't know we changed Benchwarmers. Benchwarmers, guys. We uh w- from shameless plug to bench to bench warmers. That's that's where we're at right now. Um so real quick, Ed, what, what are your preliminary thoughts on that? First of all, I I you know I wasn't able to be there for the interview, but I wish
1: that I was because I could have talked Pat's ear off about a lot. Of other questions that I had, um, but I, I think he absolutely nailed everything talked about. Uh, Kyler Murray, I don't know if he's gonna be the fastest player in the draft. That'd be like the one thing that he said that I, I might not agree with. He's definitely
0: in the top five. What about you? Um, you know, just hearing experts and scouts throughout the week, um, you know, talking about Kyler, a lot of people believe that he's gonna go top three, and I find that pretty shocking to be honest. Because if Arizona or the Jets take him. Um, you know, I, I, I don't disagree that he's one of the best players in the draft. However, you know, the 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 fact that you know there are questions about his size and durability and all that. Um, you know, despite all that, I mean, the the guy's got a cannon. Uh, he makes his pre reads better than any other quarterback. Um, that's how he made his plays throughout. You know, I watched a, a little bit of his tape, and you know, he he'd, he'd make his pre snap reads and really just assess the situation from there. And then of course, you know, the ability to scramble in the pocket, outside of the pocket and make, you know, keep plays alive, I think is really good. Um, something else that really uh, surprised me with, was him talking about Nasir Adderley because I stumbled upon his tape, um, and I was I was very impressed, don't get me wrong, uh, and I checked, you know, his stats and everything. Three picks for the year, you know, 48 tackles. Um, it doesn't – it sounds a little bit underwhelming, but for a small team like Delaware, you know, as long as you have the tangibles um, – you know, you're in a good spot. Yeah, and and we've seen guys from small schools
1: go up. And I mean, Calvin Johnson went to Hofstra. I mean, like that. I, I've never even heard of Hofstra, other than <laughs> seeing. Uh, I mean, playing Madden and seeing, oh hey, Calvin Johnson went there. Um, and we, I mean, Carson Wentz was it? It was. I don't want to say the wrong Dakota, but it was one of the Dakota states. I want to say it was s- South
0: South Dakota State. South Dakota State. Yep. You're All right. right.
1: Look at me go. Tori laughing at me in the booth. She was judging my dance moves during the break too.
0: I don't. Getting trashed on the booth, man. You know what? It, it's it's fair game out here, guys. On East Bay benchwarmers, it's it's fair game. She can judge, she
1: can judge my dance moves. I can't judge her hair. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that got a dirty Ooh, look.
0: Ooh. yeah. Hi, Tori. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Um, some something else that shocked me though. Um, Hakeem Butler. Um, I did not really know him beforehand. I checked his tape. Pat is one hundred percent right. The dude looks like Calvin Johnson. He's mm. big. He catches everything. 1100 yards for last season and you know 13 games started nine touchdowns that's you know I mean,
1: what's not to like he's got yeah, size he's apparently I mean I, I I haven't seen
0: uh any of his tape but I mean I I hear he's fast too he's he's pretty fast I think he runs a four or five and oh, I mean God. to be that fast and, and that, yeah, that I, large that that is a scary large individual right there we haven't so. seen that combination of I mean the only combination
1: of that size and that speed I could think of I mean you could I could say Julio Jones but that's
0: that's about it he uh, he has the tangibles a. he a. catches a. everything a. green
1: maybe but a.
0: you know a.j green has a really slept on <laughs> speed i think he that you know people don't really appreciate as much yeah so. I, well, maybe because he got andy dalton throwing the ball <laughs> but I, it's time to retire the red <laughs> hey,
1: rifle cincinnati hey, the red rifle man Dog, oh god no done. <laughs> done. i will say that actually as a steelers fan keep him keep him yeah. he, he's, he's doing exactly what i want you to you know i want you guys to Get close to the playoffs and get a bad pick every year, but still blow it. And thank you, Andy Dalton, for that. He is the perfect average quarterback, I think. All in right, the real NFL. quick uh, before we we get in, because I know we are we do have some uh, some other uh, segments today. Um, I just want to get your biggest
0: possible uh, winner or loser from the combine for the combine. Um, you know, I think Kyler really has a chance to separate himself. Um, there's a lot of questions on, like I said before, durability and everything, but depending on what he does, what he chooses to do. um, I don't really think it's important on what happens in the actual combine. I think what really happens is that what what matters most is the interview process. When you really get these guys on whiteboards and are able to sit down with them one-on-one and really break down film with these guys, I think that's really what sets people apart and really what you know lifts draft stock up
1: and I, and I have him as a possible loser of the combine um, not because i don't think he's talented because obviously he is i mean drafted ninth overall baseball projected top three pick in the nfl um i don't have him quite going that high i think that if they get any sense of at all that he might switch to baseball or try to do both uh i think they might be a little discouraged from that um my biggest winner possibly is going to be uh will greer west virginia's quarterback i mean he's definitely saw solid he's got the arm he's got the pocket presence he just needs to work on the legs a little bit um, so we only got a couple minutes left. Um, we want to touch on our Cal State East Bay sports, so we're going to throw
0: it to Ryan for that, and then we'll get into our obscure sport of the week. So real quick, since I am here, um, just a couple of things that happened throughout the weekend. Men's baseball um, won their four-game series against uh, CSU Santa Barbara. Uh, excuse me, CSU San Bernardino. Apologies. 5-4, uh, 7-4, four, four, 8 to nothing. And eight five. Oh, so we oh they swept them. So swept them. Big sweep. Uh, they actually they actually lost the last series that they played against. So very impressive there. Uh, men's basketball another home W um, against Monterey Bay, eighty to seventy five. The boys are on a two game win streak right now. Hopefully they're making a push for the playoffs. And then women's basketball back to five hundred ball at thirteen and thirteen with a win against Monterey uh 73 to 59. Yeah, and we're gonna be out of one of those basketball games here pretty quick and i, I know we're we're running a little bit low on time um but should i introduce her? or do you want to go ahead man I, I see the smile on your oh, face man. we're excited all right this... Booth, i'm telling you you guys got to listen to this. So, so
1: this is our new segment it's gonna be the obscure sport of the week and these are actually like we looked into it <clears throat> we have descriptions on them we we have the country of origin we've got everything this week's extreme sport and and i'm gonna say it a couple times shin kicking Shin, Shin kicking. K- kicking each other in the shins. So essentially you go up to your friend or I guess opponent in this case. You put your hand around your like his shoulders, kind of like you're hugging, but like a little bit. And you kind of like bend over a little bit and you just kick
0: each other in the shins until someone gives up this is an actual sport by the way i I want you guys to realize this if you guys have google you know a phone in front of you i please like do yourself a favor do us a favor look it up right now this is a real life thing i'm looking at the rules and guidelines of shin kicking right now <laughs> what is it? it says like all you need is two people and uh and a high pain tolerance or four shins and a high pain tolerance that's what it says I'm looking here at further guidance, how to shin kick successfully. Ooh. One of them is a, a throw is not valid unless the thrower is in the process of kicking oh, and has God. one foot off the ground. So <laughs> apparently you have to, you know, spartan kick these guys in the shin as you're jumping <laughs> all right shin kicking uh right, comes to us uh, you want to give us the country of origin um i think it was england i think it was england it is england's you know they're it's not their national sport obviously it should but be it's, are you like i see if i'm ever gonna, if i'm ever in charge of a country i'm changing the national sport to something ridiculous it has it has to be shin kicking so you know we're, we're gonna have a lot more than that um at the uh N- you know next week we're gonna have another ex- gear sport for you guys uh i don't think i want to spoil it for you of yet course not. But of course not however shin kicking guys um the stickler <laughs> by the way is apparently the uh, head official the stickler um, oh, okay let's see what,
1: what i don't mean to be a stickler but we're kind of we're running a little <laughs> bit low on time you want to you want to tell me what we're talking about next week
0: yes sir so next week we have plenty of stuff for you guys um we'll be talking NFL. We will be talking a little bit of basketball. You know, we're wrapping up here, so we're gonna we're gonna get into some basketball for you guys. Plenty of East Bay sports coming next week as well. Uh, we got, yeah. Did I miss anything?
1: Uh, we got spring training. We're talking spring training next week. We have uh, we're doing our exciting you know possible winners and losers from spring training. We have uh, I think we're doing a way too early playoff prediction. I don't know if we were gonna squeeze that in, uh, but I know we were talking some baseball. Uh, I think we were gonna do a draft combine recap. Um. And I think there was. I think that was it. I think that was it. I think that was it. Oh, uh, we're gonna make fun of Tori in the booth more, obviously. I mean, we gotta dedicate a whole segment she, to that. If to looks could kill, y'all, I'd be
0: dead. <laughs> like, I can't even. Like, still. I, I can't see it from where I'm sitting right now, but I'm not joking. I, I can feel the energy from here. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm kind of signing my own will
1: here. All right. Well, until next time, follow us on Instagram at CSU East Bay Live, Twitter at East Bay Live. You're listening to East Bay Bench Warmers. Up next, we've got Dave Doobie and the Silent War. And until then, we'll keep...